You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Ken. I'm going to be uh, starting us off today along with Neil. What's up? Jeff. hey Matt coming to us from LA. Yeah, I left to uh, get a pen and then the show started. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but we are excited. We have the full house here and we have a special guest host today. We'll get uh, right to. This is Nathan McQuinn. He's a cruiserweight champion from Ellensburg, Washington. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and your dog Penny is going to be assisting you in the background there? Yep, I got my dog Penny, and I got my cat Eureka, and I got two guinea pigs that might squeak uh, occasionally. Um, I fed them hay a little while ago, so they're in a very good mood. They're very happy uh, pigs. Yes, they uh, are. Sounds good. I, I do love that uh, that guinea pig whoop. The whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Mine <laughs> tend to do the weak, weak whenever they get hay, and so I haven't fed them hay yet gotcha. so that they shouldn't be squeaking too much. So, so, the, so the Arsenio Hall chant is really just a guinea pig chant. It's just an audience full of <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. So what do you do out there in Washington? Uh, right now, currently unemployed. <laughs> okay, but you're, you're working on a trivia company, we understand. Uh, working on hopefully hosting a trivia night here and there. Um, just uh, one to help just pay bills a little bit, um, but more importantly, just for fun. Um, trivia has brought me a lot of joy in the past, and it's just something I've always enjoyed doing. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to that and let us know when that gets uh, on its feet and we'll definitely send out a blast. Certainly. Yeah. And anyone in the crop, if you are a trivia host, uh, we know there's many of you there. Uh, just comment and uh, reach out to Nathan and give him some advice if you have any. Yes. Great. And I know uh, Jeff and I just traveled through Washington as well. Beautiful state we uh, we decided, except for that one uh, truck stop uh, bathroom that was covered in blood, right? Oh, that place is horrifying. This is absolutely true. We stop, we pull over, we go into the bathroom, and there's like splatters of blood all over. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got overtaken. I don't believe in uh, ghosts or anything like that, but I got overtaken by like a, a wave of chills, and I started like shaking and chattering. It was really bad. But I think it was just because I stepped out uh, of the car into like 30 degree with, like, weather probably, for the first time of the season. With probably slightly damp hands because yeah. you don't want to touch anything. Right. See, the first mistake they made is you have to clean up the blood. Yeah. No, that was somebody else's job. 
He was closing up the bathroom right as we got there. So, oh. and that did he turn to you and he go? He said, "Do not go in there." No, he said, "Oh, you better hurry up because I'm and, about to close the bathroom." And, you know and then we opened it. We're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it wasn't even like a little, like a trail of blood. It was everywhere. It was tiny flecks it was of blood like, it was all like, over the bathroom. It was like somebody like took a paintbrush, Jackson Pollock style, and just went nuts and like <laughs> threw like like 30 or 40 feet across this bathroom it was on the walls it was, it was either in mirrors. washington or canada that I'm one was sure. in canada okay well yeah. either way it ruins the story it was but. it was right across the border though all right well nathan's going to be uh, hosting for us today um what do you want to do you want to be the bloody bathrooms neil oh i was gonna say we could do that i was gonna say or the or the happy pigs but bloody bathrooms is fine with me all right we'll be the bloody bathrooms how about uh, jeff and matt what's your team <laughs> I, I i don't have a story about uh, bloody bathrooms or pigs or you want to be the happy uh, happy guinea pigs i'm always i'm always good with happy guinea pigs all right the happy pigs versus the bloody bathrooms <laughs> yeah and let's uh toss it over to the rules guy the rules of the game are simple 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece at halftime there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host after regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare, and I am the cream. Yeah, uh, it was sort of uh, echoed a little bit like he was in a bathroom recording. Good acoustics. But dampened by the uh, the blood. Yes. Splattered everywhere. <laughs> All right, well, Nathan, on that uh, grim note, please take it away and we'll we'll get started. Okay, first question. John Stewart, former host of The Daily Show and Comedy Central, had a dislike for what fast food chain, making jokes at their expense, mostly that had to do with diarrhea? Oh, yes, okay. I think, I think we're going to lock in. All right, um... What do you think? I mean, I think the joke usually is White Castle for this kind of thing, right? Yeah, I was I was going to say either Arby's or White Castle. Um, oh, Arby's is interesting. Yeah, because White Castle is very regional. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know if they have if they have one everywhere. Uh, they just opened one actually, I think in Arizona, and it was only open for eight hours. They had to close it down because they ran out of everything because people were so excited. <laughs> That's which, insane. Like, which people only eat White Castle in Chicago at 2 a.m. when they're drunk. So it's the best time. Interesting. Yeah, when they introduced um, the uh, the Impossible Burger, I had one and I was like, oh, this always sucked. It's crazy <laughs> though. I, uh, you, my friends and I, you know, we used to get White Castle a- after like midnight or after 1 a.m. or whatever, and, and I never felt sick. But what's, if I ever got up before midnight, I would be sick immediately. What's your record? <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't go for quantity. I just went for quality. I always get three cheeseburgers, add ketchup. No onion, and then I get Gross. two chicken sandwiches. Because That's I disgusting. I once I fell four burgers short of a of a crave case. Once. That's disgusting. That's crazy. You're disgusting. You're disgusting sick human being. <laughs> Gross. What's your answer? Um, let's go with Arby's. How do you feel about Arby's? I like it. All right, we two are gonna go with Arby's. And the answer is Arby's. We have the points. Although I wish it was White Castle. White Castle is one of my favorites, and there's none on the West Coast. I don't think over here. So, not quite yet, no. Not quite yet. And what's that uh, Arby's uh, Twitter account that's operated oh, by Brendan Kelly? Nihilist Arby's. Nihilist Arby's. It's so good. <laughs> Check out this Twitter account, Nihilist Arby's. Brendan Kelly of the Lawrence Arms, everyone. It's really good. 
Second question. If you went out for drinks with Chumba Wumba and drank all four drinks mentioned in the song Tub Thumping, what four drinks would you be having? We're locked in. Yeah. I think we're good too, right, Matt? Yeah, it's a uh, whiskey drink, uh, a vodka, vodka drink, drink, a cider drink, cider drink, and a lager drink. A lager drink. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the songs that remind us of the good times? No, no, no. Sing okay, we're good. That remind <laughs> I'm a very cool guy. What is, the, what is it that Homer sings? <laughs> I just heard it the other day, uh, but it's uh, when I have to pee, I use the kitchen sink. <laughs> All right, so you're in with... Uh, Whiskey, vodka, cider, lager. Yep. In that order, whiskey drink, vodka drink, cider drink, lager drink. I may have written too easy of questions for the beginning. Both teams get points. Maybe you just underestimated our love for the Chumbawamba. Yeah. Oh, that, that one that one was on repeat when I was uh, but a lad. You are also a fan of Drip 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 off that album, right? <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole album is pretty pretty dope. Isn't that R. Kelly? <laughs> What is the name of that song? It, drip, it drip, is drip, drip, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I, you know, the the real trivia question is what name one other song on that album of Trouble One because I have no idea. <laughs> can name just, every song off that. Can album. you? Oh. Yeah, gross. <laughs> <laughs> a gross start to the game. Arby's and Chumbawamba. <laughs> I hope this is a Mountain Dew question. All right, let's go. Okay, question number three. What U.S. state has the longest official name? I don't need the, the official name. I just need the regular state name. You said the official state name or like just what we would consider the state name? Like the official legal state name that's in their constitution. All right. Let's just do this one. Okay. That's I, fine. Don't, I don't know if it's right, but all right. We're elected. Do you remember which one of the states are commonwealths? Um, Virginia. I know Virginia's one. Is Massachusetts one? Yeah, oh, you know, I think, I think Pennsylvania might be one. So pencil the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania yeah, sounds. I think I think that's what we'll go with. Okay, we're locking with Pennsylvania. I just thought uh, maybe Mississippi had a long uh, sort of official title as well, so we're going with Mississippi. Okay, well, no points afforded. Uh, the answer is the smallest state, Rhode Island. Uh, mm-hmm. The official name is Rhode Island and the Providence Plantations. Oh wow! Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Good old Rhode Island. This is a very confusing country. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it is. It's pretty bonkers. Okay, we had question number four. In Grant Wood's painting, American Gothic, what is the familial relationship between the two people in the painting? Mm. Are you saying the um, <laughs> the characters in the painting or the, the subjects? The subjects. Mm. All right, we are locked in. So... What are you thinking? Well, this is this is the the like the farmer looking people, right? Yep. That's the the painting we're we're thinking about. Yeah. Right. Usually can be viewed at the uh, Art Institute of Chicago. That's correct. If it's not on loan. Yeah. Um, I, I, I initially wrote brother and sister. That could be. I know in real life it was like his dentist and then maybe a family member. I'm trying to remember. One of I think it was his dentist for sure. Right. Dentist isn't a familiar relationship, right? Well, then that's also we're not talking about the people in. We're talking about the actual, the, their their relation to wood as opposed to their relation to each other in the painting. No, <laughs> what? He's asking the two characters in the painting. Yeah. what are their relationships? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're either brother and sister, husband and wife, right, or cousins, or like second cousins once removed. Yeah, once removed. 
Yeah, I, I thought they were supposed to be. I presume they were married in the in the painting. I don't know. No, uh, but that would make sense, and then it wouldn't be a good question. Brother, sister, then. <laughs> yeah. I said brother and sister, but uh, Ken overruled me with. Uh, I thought uh, father and daughter. The answer is father and daughter. Mm. Ooh, good thing you overruled me. Good. Question number five. Four presidents of the United States have visited all 50 states. Obama was the last to accomplish this. Who was the first? Hmm. And this is with all 50 states. Somebody could have visited all 13 states originally. Right. I'm hmm. looking for who went to the first, to all 50 states hmm. as we know them now. We just need another one of them. You just need the first one. The first one. Oh, first one. Why are you so bad at hearing the Let's question? Let's say... Um... That's a fair question. Let's lock in with this. Okay. All right. So the 50th state was in 19, what, 40? 59. 59. Yeah. It was during the Eisenhower presidency. Right. So it has to be after Eisenhower, obviously. I mean, it could have been Eisenhower. Yeah. But I don't think Eisenhower was doing too much frequent flying. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, so, so Kennedy, I would presume, didn't because the timing of it. Yeah. Because he did. Right. Um, could have been Johnson. What about Hoover? Texas. Hoover Texas would have been a, last. a while before. Hoover, I mean, was, been, Hoover was dead. There would have been 48 states when Hoover was president. Um, um, okay. That was my contribution. <laughs> uh, Hoover, the vacuum president. <laughs> yeah, he Did sucks. Jimmy Carter Jimmy Carter build a house in every state? Yeah, that's why <laughs> I built a house in every state. You seem you seem to like Eisenhower. He, I mean, he built the interstate system, so maybe he like traveled to a bunch of states. It's like I'm going to use this bad boy that I just uh, put up. You I know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know what Eisenhower sounded like. I was trying to give an impression, but I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, there's no sounded good old, one. just an old like an old general man. It sort of was. So we locked in with Eisenhower, and uh, we put Kennedy, though he uh, had a short time. We thought maybe that would make for some interesting trivia if he did make it. No points awarded. Uh, the first president to do that was Richard Nixon. Mm. Uh, the others were George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Obama. Mm. George W. George H.W. Bush, he did it uh, remarkably all in his one single term. Whoa. So wow. he did it really quickly. Uh, traveling. After five questions, it is 30 to 20. The bloody bathrooms are in a slight lead. Okay. In 2001, the Russian space station Mir fell to Earth, and landed in the South Pacific Ocean. What fast food company placed a 4x4-foot target in the ocean, and if the mirror had hit it, would have given a free food item to every American? Say a fast food company? Fast food company. I have an idea. So do I have I, an idea, we'll, too. We'll see. I'd like it if it was like the Target food court. So yeah, was... that would have been good. <laughs> okay, all right, we're going to lock in. All right, what are you thinking, Matt? So Taco Bell does yes. these kind of Taco they do Bell these giveaways loves to all do this the time, kind of crap. right? That's because it costs <clears throat> nothing to give away these tacos. <laughs> um, yeah, they, do, they do it every every year for baseball, right? It's like yeah. they win a or get a grand slam, win a free taco. No, it's, or whatever. it's it's easier if someone just like steals Steal a base, base everyone yeah. gets a taco. Yeah, and if Ricky Henderson was around when Taco Bell was doing this, they'd be broke. 200 tacos a day. I, I know at the uh, at the Blackhawks games, uh, if the opposing team gets five penalties, Chick-fil-A gives away a uh, chicken sandwich, and they mm. cross out the, the cows right. on the, the thing, and each time they get a penalty, I scream, Chicken! 
So do, <laughs> so do you like Taco Bell locking in? Yeah, I mean, that's the one that feels right, doesn't it? Yeah, either that or it'd be like a Carl Jr.'s or like something, you know, something weird like that. Ostentatious. Some just trying to get some kind of publicity. But I think we'll go with Taco Bell. So we were thinking that maybe the uh, target was in the shape of a pizza and then the, there maybe a pepperoni in the middle mm-hmm. for the bullseye. Yep. Yeah, we thought uh, Pizza Hut had a history of uh, space travel by putting our logo on a on a rocket. So we thought maybe they're still in the same realm there. So we went Pizza Hut. Ooh. The answer is Taco Bell, my favorite right. fast food restaurant. And every restaurant. I like the like, I like the reasoning about the the pizza though. That made a lot of sense. Yeah, we tried. Every restaurant is Taco Bell. That's true. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Taco Bell. I just love that the, it's the only fast food restaurant uh, in Demolition Man in the future. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question number seven. Yeah, despite all his rage, this musician is the owner of the professional wrestling organization, the National Wrestling Alliance. Has there ever been a more Matt question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, locked in. Yeah. So Mr. Uh, William William Corgan? Will, William Corgan. Uh, yes, he is... Uh, it's usually Smashing Pumpkins. It's Billy Corgan. And also a, a tea house owner, isn't he? he is, yeah, he's, he has varied portfolios. Yes, points all around on this one. Just in case the music thing doesn't work out for him. <laughs> he paid a lot for the rights to that name. Uh, and basically all he got was the name. Like he didn't get any, there was no wrestlers under contract. It was just, he got to use the name and he's kind of built it up. Uh, he's actually really, really into wrestling. So good for him. They, the NWA has just started a new uh, online show on Thursdays. That's, power. That's, yeah, power. It's like three um, hours for no reason at the end. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. Yep. I hope you pin that guy. That's not bad. Thanks. <laughs> it's not good, but. <laughs> Question number eight. In the novel The Jungle by Upton Sinclair, what Baltic country did the Rutgers family immigrate from? Before moving to Chicago, that one took a hard left on you. Yeah, mm, <laughs> this is uh, Meepos, right? Isn't that where Balky came from? <laughs> seemed, right, we're uh, we're gonna lock in. That seems very Chicago. Yep. What was the name of the family? The Rutkus family from the book The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. Rutkus. The uh, the Rutkus family with the uh, the meats <laughs> over there. Cutting up the, meats. The go, go pack the meats. Pack the meats. Put some blood in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Took a two tree days to get over here. <laughs> I mean, when I think of a lot of um, a lot of populations that have emigrated to the U.S., specifically Chicago, there's a large Polish, Irish populations. Um, so I don't know if you, if either of those make sense to you. Yeah, Chicago is the second highest Polish population in the world behind Warsaw. I like yes. that you just yanked that away from Jeff. You knew it was on the tip of his tongue. I let him have it. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I'm good with Poland if you want. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Not sure if it's Baltic. I suppose it's Baltic. Poland. I didn't think it was, but it's fine. I'm pretty sure they touched (laughs) the Baltic. I think so. Okay. No points. The answer is Lithuania. Oh, Phil. Labus. That's the only word I know in Lithuanian. means hello. Phil, I can't believe he spited us this way. Yeah. If you haven't read the book, uh, it's a great. I'm not a big reader, but it's one of my favorite books from high school. It's really dark, but it's a great yeah. read. Yeah, I wish they had nightlights when it came out. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bad. Joke. You're gonna make a great dad someday. Just did confirm though. Uh, 
Poland definitely touches the Baltic. Um, right. Gdansk is maybe a city you've heard of that's on the Baltic. Okay. Okay, question number nine. Whose final tweet before passing away was, a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be hard, had, but not preserved, except in memory. L-L-A-P. Hmm. That is, uh, that's tough. That's a tough one. L-L-A-P, what is that? Ladies love Al Pacino. <laughs> that was really quick. Hoo <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> got a great tweet. <laughs> She's got a great garden. <laughs> um, if it helps, the death happened in 2015. It does help. Yeah, I think I have an idea. Okay. I don't, that LLAP is really Lisa Loeb, Al, Al Pacino. <laughs> alive. Alive. Both of them. Not their careers, maybe, but. I'm just trying to think um, who kind of knew it was maybe coming. Oh, that's a good, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. Because they, they maybe like they um, prepared this. Barbara Bush, was that about? Then about? Yeah. Uh, no, five, six, I seven, think eight, that nine. was after. Yeah. Let's, she... let's guess it anyways. Okay. That's Barbara I think Bush. Babs was last year only. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe two years. What do you think, Matt? Do you, do you think this was Robin Williams' last tweet? Um, It's possible. That's about the right time. Yeah, it's been about four years. Yeah, and I, I assume LLAP is like live, laugh, and something. And prosper. Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, live long and prosper. It could oh. be. So you know who died about 2015, Matt? Who? Spock. Okay, that sounds like a good answer. A better answer. Yeah, it does. Get out of here. That's Matt's quote. Get out of here. <laughs> freaking... Yeah, we're going Spock. You know what the actor's name? Yeah. Oh, this is great. You, I hope you don't get it. You now. always do this. You're always like, this, this is, is great. Rubbing my hands together. Yeah, it's Leonard Nimoy. <sighs> there you. You go. always do this. Like I'm never gonna get there. <sighs> It's like you never. I'm not going that far. Sorry, bite my tongue. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Uh, it was Leonard Nimoy. Yes, nice pull on that one. Man, live long and prosper. What a pull. Good job. Can't believe you pulled the director of Three Men and a Baby. Live, <laughs> laugh, and prosper. Yeah, and love. Okay, and the last question of was that question nine? Yep. Yes. Okay. Question ten. On September twenty second. 2004, there was a plane crash involving a flight leaving Sydney, Australia, and destined for Los Angeles. The plane crashed, and about 108 days later, eight survivors were found. What was the name of this lost flight? Mm. All I could think of is the plane from Lost, and I'm <laughs> and I'm not going to get the actual. Well, hold on, we'll we'll get there in a second. And we're we're looking for the name of the plane. If we could get, if I could get the airline and flight number. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's really famous. I think I have the airline. Okay, we're locked in. Oceanic 18. 837 Eight, or something? Uh, Oceanic 830, 840. Is that somewhere? the Malaysian one? Which one was the Malaysian one? Oh. TWA had a couple famous ones. Because I'm wondering if Oceanic is actually the flight from Lost. And, that, and that's why it's in my head. It might be. <laughs> All right, Oceanic four eight fifteen. Maybe we are thinking of Lost. Is our answer? Yeah. So Ken Ken wrote down uh, Qantas, but I I'm almost certain that Qantas I think is the only airline that's never had a crash or fatality or fatality something like that. Um, 
and uh, we didn't know the oceanic sounds correct, but that could be lost as well. So we we didn't know. We just put uh, Delta seven oh nine. Um, so this was a question from Lost. It was from the Lost storylines, um, and it was Oceanic Flight eight fifteen. Ooh. Uh, so uh, <laughs> and Jeff were close. Uh, only the yeah the number four in there, and it should have just been eight fifteen. Oh man, I can't believe how close we were. <laughs> So close, but yet so far. Uh, that was kind of a trick question. Sorry about that one. Oh, that's okay. That and that's where I I kind of thought that there was a storyline from Lost, <laughs> and then I got confused though. Yeah. For a long time, I had uh, coworkers that I would tell, talk about Lost, and they thought I was talking about a real situation and got really sad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I like to pretend that it's real. I I will say that you are the spitting image of showrunner Damon Lindelof from Lost. Yeah. I feel more like John Locke, but okay, thank you. Yeah, you look like Dave Lindelof, great writer. Maybe John Locke was uh, modeled after. Moder- he could have been. Dave Lindelof is the uh, showrunner of Watchmen now on TV. Yep. Yeah. At the end of the first round, uh, we have 40 points at the Bloody Bathrooms, and the Happy Pigs whoop, 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 have 50 points. They're happy because they're in the lead. Close game. Okay. For the swing round, uh, what I have is... <clears throat> Uh, around about fictional restaurants. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of, uh, I'm going to tell you the, whether it's a TV show or a movie, what year the TV show premiered or the movie was released, um, and the restaurant. And you tell me what uh, TV show or movie it's from. For example, if I were to say TV show from 2005, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe or Pizza by Alfredo, it would be The Office. Mm-hmm. It's like a hot circle of garbage. It's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> I always forget which one's the bad one. So the, the fancy one is the bad one. So Alfredo's Pizza Cafe is the bad one. Mm-mm. Or no, sorry, Pizza by Alfredo. Yeah. yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just kind of run through them. Um, they're in chronological order, and once again, I will say whether it's a TV show or a movie. Um, for the TV shows, it's when the TV sh- the TV show premiered. Okay. okay. The first one is a TV show from 1960. The restaurant is Bronto Burger. The second is a TV show from 1974. It came out, and the restaurant is Arnold's. Number three is a movie from 1983 and the restaurant is Bowling Chop Suey Palace. Next is a TV show that premiered in 1988, The Lanford Lunchbox. A movie from 1989, Ziggy's Ice Cream Parlor. A movie from 1992, Stan Makita's Donuts. A TV show from 1993, Chokey Chicken. <laughs> a movie from 1999, Chachkis. The next one's also a movie from 1999, Mr. Smiley's. And finally, a TV show, a little more current, 2009, JJ's Diner. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. 
I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, we're going to mull over these answers for a moment. Uh, Jeff, you want to tell us about Patreon briefly? Uh, I don't want to just talk about Patreon. I want to talk about how you can support the show generally. So if you want to recommend the show, like, review the show, um, all of those things help. Tell a friend. Make Super sure to download helpful. us every week, yep. every episode, even those late omnis you might not be super interested yeah, in. Just download them. Don't <laughs> listen to them. Just, just download them. Right. That helps with all of our figures. And the other thing that helps with our figures, more of the bottom line stuff, is Patreon. And um, you can support us at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. We've got multiple tiers where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, if you don't want to do that and you want to make a one-time purchase, our merchandise is also very excellent. Um, T-shirts, sweatshirts that are so comfortable. Um, I mean, I don't wear them in public because I don't want to talk about our show with people. But they are <laughs> great. Dare you. And if you want to promote the show that way, we would be very appreciative. So many avenues to supporting the show and all of them are very helpful to us. Yes, indeed. And we're, we're aiming to do this uh, professionally and keep bringing you this show year after year. That's the way it's going to happen. So please do consider some support. Two and a half years and running without missing an episode. We're going to keep going. Doing as all long of as our, we can. Doing all of our own uh, work. Yeah. The show has costs, and it's not just our time. Um, there's also some of our money. So um, any support uh, we receive money, is please. greatly appreciated. Money, please. Don't know why you and Matt always do that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to uh, the answers for the swing round. Okay. Uh, first one, TV show, 1960. Uh, Bronto Burger. Uh, do you have the answer, or should I just say the answer? We'll, we'll give our answers. So, oh, I'm sorry. Neil? Uh, hey, Fred. Uh, we said Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also said Flintstones. And the answer is the Flintstones. All right. Which I yeah, recently discovered is actually spelled Flintstones. What did you think it was right. spelled? Flintstones. Oh. Oh, yeah, no. There's a T. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Definitely Flint. Berenstain like Bears. A, uh, yeah, Bernstein it's like an invisible T. The second one is a TV show from 1974, Arnold's. Yep, we said this was Happy Days. Hey. Yeah, we said Happy Days. That is correct. Uh, movie from 1983, uh, Bowling Chop Suey Palace. This is where the lead family went for Christmas dinner uh, mm. in the Christmas story. That sounds so familiar now. Uh, we thought maybe this is where uh, Daniel's son was learning how to bowl and some karate uh, We said Karate Kid. 
know, it is a Christmas story where they have the dinner at the end. I think it was the duck. I've never mm-hmm. seen that movie. Same. What? It, 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 it's a fun movie, but that scene is really hard to watch as an adult. Um, yeah. they make and they never show it on TV. So. And, yeah, they, they never do. It doesn't age, age too well. Yeah, Like most stuff from the 80s. Yeah. Next, a uh, TV show from 1988, The Lanford Lunchbox. We had a lot of trouble with this one. I know it's from a famous TV show, and I couldn't Same. couldn't pull it. Uh, so we kind of talked about a bunch, and we ended up going with uh, Merrill's, Melrose Place. Melrose Place was brought up when we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was more of a blue-collar show, uh, thinking about lunchboxes, so we said Roseanne. It is Roseanne. Yeah. Lanford, Illinois, they lived in. Uh, next, a movie from 1989, Ziggy's Ice Cream Parlor. Yeah, this is the other one that we were just kind of having a lot of trouble with. Uh, and ultimately, we couldn't come up with a good answer, so we just said Terminator. Mm. I thought that this might have been from when Bill and Ted returned um, through their time adventures. That's where they ended up. We said Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, it's where Napoleon really liked the ice cream. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was Bill and Ted's Excellent excellent Adventures. Uh, Movie from 1992, Stan Makita's Donuts. Uh, That one, uh, I believe, had a cameo by Ed O'Neill behind the counter, and we said uh, Wayne's World. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Very, very Chicago-flavored. We said Wayne's World. Yes. Yes, I forgot that was filmed outside of Chicago, wasn't it? Yeah. Aurora, Illinois. Was it filmed in Chicago? Oh, yeah. There were definitely scenes in Chicago, Chicago suburbs. And Part, parts of it, yeah. Yeah. Just really showed, showed yeah. the uh, car tower from my hometown of Berwyn. Yes, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's Sad. a shame. It's a Longhorn Steakhouse now. <laughs> <laughs> Progress. I was going to say that. <laughs> a TV show from 1993, Choky Chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were pretty sure this is a cartoon and uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Mm, they actually changed the name of it to Chewy Chicken when the censors realized Ooh. it was a masturbation joke. Uh, and it's Rocco. It is Rocco's Modern Life. Correct. Ain't that a hoot? Uh, the next were the two 1999 movies. Uh, the first one was Tchotchkes. Uh Yeah, Neil grabbed this one uh, out of thin air and we said office space because they require... What is it? Sixteen pieces of flair? Something, yeah, something like that. <sighs> yeah, well, there it is, Jeff. <laughs> yep, I knew, I knew I'd be mad when I heard that one. Yeah, we said American Pie. Answer was Office Space. Mm. Uh, the other movie from '99, uh, Mr. Smiley's. This was another one that uh, me and Neil just completely synergized on. He mentioned something, and then I pretty much completed the thought, and we said American Beauty. Where uh, <laughs> oh Kevin my, Spacey works. Oh my God! Well, I really hope that's right because we only said American Beauty because it went well after American Pie. <laughs> so we said American Beauty. It is American Beauty. <sighs> you bastards! Well, we knew it was '99, and we we're just naming films from '99, and it wasn't The Matrix. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one TV show from 2009, JJ's Diner. Yeah. Uh, Beloved, uh, beloved show. Much beloved. Um, yeah, their number one customer had to take his uh, his picture off the wall to get off the grid. That would be Parks and Recreation. We agree, Parks and Recreation. And that is the answer. Yes. Bring me all the eggs and bacon you have. I I, I fear you've misheard me, son. Okay, both teams got uh, eight 
correct on the swing round. So 40 points apiece. Uh, no movement there. So you guys are still up by 10. Round two. What alliterative adjective was used to describe little boxes in a 1962 Melvina Reynolds song, also covered by various performers as the opening to the TV show Weeds? We can lock in. I know this. Okay, cool. I was trying to think. My mom used to watch that show on Black Little Boxes. Alliterative would be it starts the same letter. So Black Betty. Black. Um, so either a B or an L. By Ram Jam? I think Marilyn Manson does a cover of this um, for one of the seasons. I think it's a Marilyn Manson intro. It's weird. Huh. The show gets really bad by the end. But it had its... It's had its moments. I, I really it jumps the shark several times over yeah. the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. I know when it, when they say it, I'm going to know it. Should we say light little boxes? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, let's just say uh, Black Betty. I don't know. Whoa, Neil. Yeah, the boxes were uh, ticky-tacky little boxes. So yes. Ticky-tacky. ticky-tacky little boxes. My favorite was the Renny Newman version of that song. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Yeah. I would honestly just look up the different versions of the intro. It's better than most of the series. So did they change the the artist each season or what? Each episode. Uh, After season one, they had a new artist do a different, uh, until the last season again, they had a different artist do, from Marilyn Manson to Randy Newman to a whole bunch of uh, folks covered that song. That's crazy. Yeah, The Wire changed theirs every year. Hmm. But you've got a friend in weed. You're not, you're not too far off, actually. <laughs> Is, uh, that might be the title of this episode, huh? <laughs> yeah. Seems yeah. like it. Okay, uh, question number two. What supergroup created in 1989 was comprised of Tommy Shaw from Styx, Jack Blades of Night Ranger, and Ted Nugent? <laughs> Ugh. Oh, yes. crap. Yuck. <laughs> Jack Blades, what a name. And the Nuge. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Okay. This is not a supergroup that is on my radar. So we'll just we'll just lock in. Jeff, do you know? Uh yeah, I think I do. Um it's like so Ted Nugent's like a America yeah kind of guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I swear to God, damn Yankees is a supergroup. Okay. And so I really want to go damn Yankees. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. We can lock in with that. It's also a musical. It is also a musical. Uh, yeah, we didn't know. So we just said that it was the three wise men. <laughs> Answer uh, is the damn Yankees. Oh, man. Jeff. Nice pull, Jeff. That sounds like the the last band I would ever listen to, though. I <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking about I, I It hate came up sticks. recently because I was going to write Night a super Ranger, group. Hate the news. I wanted to write a super group swing round, but couldn't get enough. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is one I remember. So. Okay, question number three. What U.S. president released a version of the Bible that used razors and glue to remove the miracles of Jesus in the New Testament? What? Wow. Oh, man. I have no idea. Why would you just print a new book? It must have been expensive at the time. So probably an uh, earlier president, right? Maybe. Do you think this sounds like the vindictive Chester A. Arthur? If you ask me. 
well known for I was his thinking, vindictive like, I was like, if every time I hear something that's just absolutely crazy, I always think of Andrew Jackson for some reason. Yeah, that's fine. Man. We could say we could say Andrew Jackson. Okay. All right. Well, uh, when I think of uh, crazy sort of presidents, I kind of go to uh, LBJ since he had his <laughs> own kind of baggage. But uh, LBJ. Uh, no points. The name of the book was The Life and Morals of Jesus of Nazareth, and it's commonly known as the Jefferson Bible. Uh, mm. It is Thomas Jefferson. That's yeah. right. Huh. Yeah. He, he, he just wanted to talk about the morals, teachings of Jesus, so he cut out all the miracles and supernatural resurrection stuff. He's a pretty um, uh, grounded dude. Uh, not, a, not a great dude in some respects, but uh, grounded, yes. grounded. Okay, question number four. In 1999, the Reverend Jerry Falwell complained that this fictional character with a triangle on his head was a, quote, gay role model. We're locked in. Mm, this is uh, Tinky Winky, right? Oh, yeah, right? That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a Teletubby. That's his name, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's got to be Tinky Winky. I mean, go through all, all four of them. Yeah, name make them, sure please. Right. Name them right yeah. now. Tinky Winky. Dipsy, uh, Lala, and Poe. Oh my God, <laughs> Jeff! <Gross. laughs> Big. What? My sister used to watch. Oh yeah, okay. We, we were buying that. But this right? is a movie. It, it just smash cuts, and Jeff and... is just sitting there. Put on Teletubbies, please. I think I even know which ones are which shapes on their heads. Yeah, we're not gonna go that far. We're gonna lock in with Tinky Winky. Yep, uh, Tinky Winky, the purple one with the triangle. Yes, the answer is Tinky Winky. Points all around. Yeah, when I was in high school, I went to state academic decathlon, and we had to do, I had to do a speech for a category for a, for a round, and uh, the coach told me that you should try and choose a category that will stand out, and so I didn't mind the Teletubbies and got second place. Nice. There you go. Don't remember much about them except for the whole Tinky Winky thing. Okay, the next question is an analogy. Um, so hope I hope I use that word right. Uh, so I just need you to fill in the 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 blank. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is to the New Deal as blank is to the New Frontier. All right, we're locked in. Well, uh, LBJ was the Great Society, I think. Um, Wasn't the New Frontier then like part of the Louisiana Purchase, possibly, when people were going west? Would that make sense? Possibly, in the Jefferson era. Yeah. But maybe like right after... Unless uh, this isn't like uh, Kennedy trying to go to space, right? Oh, that makes sense, too. I mean, I've got no idea. I'm just space treading is water over here. Space is sometimes called the final frontier. It is. Teddy Roosevelt was also kind of like a get-out-there-frontier kind of guy. Oh, yeah. He had a pretty good mustache. <laughs> it doesn't help. So we could go. We got FDR, I, and got... then we're going Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt to Roosevelt. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know why I thought of this. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but I when I heard New Frontier, I immediately thought of Teddy Roosevelt. So that's what we went with. Good answer, but the uh, the New Frontier was the domestic program of John Kennedy, JFK. Mm. And we said it. All right. At this time, it is ninety for the bloody bathrooms, and the happy pigs have one twenty. So they're uh, making a little ground away from us. So we gotta buckle down here. What were we saying in the last episode? Play, play hard play against the boards. And yeah, uh, battle the drive, boards. Drive the paint. And drive the paint. Mm, win win those face-offs. Yes. Po- post out. Question number six. 
<clears throat> what candy gets its name from the German word for peppermint? Peppermints. And I'll spell that for you. P-F-E-F-F-E-R-M-I-N-Z. Mm-hmm. I think I know what it is, but I can't remember the name of it. We can talk about it in a minute. I mean, I'm trying to think of mints. Yeah, I was going to say York, but there's no way York peppermint patty is. Pfeffermans. Oh, that's what I thought it was. So never mind. Pfeff. I mean, it could be. I don't know. I'm just saying it out loud. Um, I can't think of candy that's mint other than York and Andes. All right. Well, let's say York peppermint patties. I have no okay. idea. And I love chocolate mint candy. Like, that's my that's my go-to. Uh, What's that one that people always like to give at Christmas? The Lind? No. What's the... Lind's is a, a type, but you're maybe you're thinking of the uh, Andes. I don't know, dude. Yep. I don't know dude is a correct answer. <laughs> I can't yeah. think of it. Uh, yeah, we got... We, we're going to say Fannie Mae Meltaways. And we said York Peppermint Patty. Uh, so when I, I, had this, I hadn't had this candy since I was a kid, and I don't remember it tasting like peppermint. Uh, but the the letters it gets from the name are the P, E, and Z. The answer is Pez. No oh, way. Man. Good question. Huh. Okay, question number seven. The celebrity wing of what Hall of Fame boasts members Mr. T, Pete Rose, and Donald Trump? Yeah, we can lock in. Yep. Good, Neil. Wrestling? Yeah, WWE? Yep, uh, WWE. Or WWF, whatever you want to call F, it. F, whatever, yeah. Yeah, the answer is WWE Hall of Fame points all around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also in there is Drew Carey for some reason. Um, uh, he was in a match for four minutes and he made the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, he was in the he was in a Royal Rumble. and he, Yeah, then he so, got rid of himself. Yeah, Kane, Kane used to fight Pete Rose every year. And then the year after, <laughs> Drew Carey came into the ring. And he was going to fight Drew Carey, but Drew Carey eliminated himself. Who uh, who did Pete Rose bet on? Himself? <laughs> he always bet on himself. It's a shame he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He can't even get in our Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's for another. That's for a sports podcast, though. Mm-hmm. Which we are clearly not based on the questions so far today. No, I, sports is my weak category, so there I apologize. That's so. Uh, that's the closest I come to um, sports usually. Hey, I'll, ta- I'll take the wrestling question. <laughs> okay, question number eight. According to the complete directory to primetime network and cable TV shows, what TV sitcom has the most spinoffs with five? Let's, let's go ahead and lock in the first one. So I think there was like a spinoff of a spinoff, right? And then they just kept spinning off and they spun out of control. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I always feel like this is Happy Days, right? No, no. I, I was thinking All in the Family. The Jeffersons had had a spinoff or two from there. Yeah, and yeah. then the, uh, the other one I was thinking of was the Bob Newhart show because wasn't Mary Tyler Moore? I think those are just more like twinsies. Um, okay. I like I like All in the Family. Yeah. Okay, we'll lock in with All in the Family. That's a good guess, um, too. We are going with Happy Days, though, because we felt like uh, it, like we were saying it kept spinning off, um, spinoffs of spinoffs, but we'll see. Uh, the answer is All in the Family. All right. Uh, nice the, show, sitcom, the spinoffs were Jefferson's, Archie Bunker's Place, Gloria, 704 Hauser, 
then there's Mod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then both Mod and the Jeffersons had um, brief spinoffs of their own as well. <laughs> Best uh, spinoff, though, that to my recollection, is the Joey show from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted so long. It was called Joey, right? <laughs> I think so. Correct. It was. Okay, question number got, nine. Because he got screwed. Number nine. Worldwide, the most common transplanted organ organ is the kidney. What is the second most transplanted organ? Yeah, let's go with your first answer. Okay. Okay, we are going to lock in with a guess here. What do you like, mm-hmm. Matt? Um, I'm thinking liver. Because you can donate that. Well, any because you don't you can donate partial, right? Right. So the ki- yeah, because it'll mostly recover. Right, kidneys number one because you can have a live donor. So when you I can, think a, you can give one away and you're fine. <laughs> right. So I think and liver is another thing where you can. It's either that or possibly. Do you think marrow or marrow wouldn't be an organ? It wouldn't be an so. organ. No. Okay. I was thinking there are heart transplants, but the only way to really give one of those up is to to bite the bullet. So right. Um, so I think liver is probably our best bet. Yeah, I kind of like that. So, all right, we're gonna go liver. Are you getting that from the Red Hot Chili Peppers theme song about donating? (laughs) We were give it away, give it away now. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we were uh, discussing. um, Neil said uh, maybe skin, and that's why I said it depends on your definition of donation, because I think they could take that from you and re-transplant it. Yeah, they usually part. Usually graft it. Yeah, from you. But maybe that's a transplant too. I don't know. That's an organ, so we said skin. The answer I had is liver. Mm, okay. Uh, the number three was heart. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, I just, I just we binge watched um, Shameless and maybe think of organs, and so that's what I looked it up. Mm-hmm. So, and the last question of round two: In the 1992 movie Glengarry Glen Ross, there are three prizes for the sales contest. First prize is a Cadillac Eldorado car. Second place is steak knives. What is the third place prize? And together now, we are locked yeah, in. We're locked in. <laughs> oh boy. Is is there no is there no prize for third place? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Have you seen it? Uh I, I only know about always be closing. And put that coffee down. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, What's my name, Jeff? <laughs> F*** you. That's my name. <laughs> the leads uh, are weak. F*** you. You're, you're weak. weak. Yeah. Okay, so they've seen the movie. Yes, they have. <laughs> um, I think there's no prize for third or something like that. Okay, fine. No prize. All right. There's a prize, all right. Except uh, it's not a prize that you want because... Are you talking to me? Sorry. This is cues <laughs> over here. Come on, man. Uh, there, all right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll do it. Go ahead. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, there is a, actually a prize for third, but it's not a prize you want because... Third prize is you're fired. That's right. That is correct. Third person's prize is unemployment. Oh, wow. I've never seen the movie, but just the introduction on YouTube is an amazing scene. I should watch the movie someday. Yeah, definitely. And it's in a universe where it's just always raining. Okay, at the end of regulation, it seems that we have uh, faded a little bit. The bloody bathrooms have 110, and uh, the happy pigs, 150. So we got some ground to make up here. 
Okay, for the final round, here are the categories. Number one is Habla Espanol. Number two is Mascots. Number three, This Means War. Number four, Sampler. And number five, Never Have I Ever. Okay, the wagers are locked in now, and uh, it should be noted that... uh... Matt has raised his hood over his head like he's rabbit in eight mile. So he's he's absolutely ready for this final round. Is that right? Uh, it dropped below fifty degrees out here, so it's officially freezing in California. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing, but with your hood up, your palms are sweaty. Yeah, and well, he's weak. I would. He, I would he's far away for, uh, from it. Yeah, he's far away from his mom's spaghetti right now. <laughs> yeah, but luckily I'm me. not. I'm gonna go get some of your mom's spaghetti right after this. Uh, recording's done so that's a euphemism s- we are fighting <laughs> i'll send you some of that spaghetti in an envelope <laughs> all right let's get those questions okay number one category habla espanol what is the only african country to have spanish as an official language second category is mascots what breed of dog was the first ever Olympic mascot debuting in the 1972 Munich Olympic Games. In the category, This Means War, the first Summer Olympics in the United States were held in 1904 in St. Louis, Missouri. Only 12 nations participated for two reasons. First, the difficulty of traveling to St. Louis, and second, tensions created from this war between two countries during the 1904 Summer Olympics. Sampler, the 1995 song Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio sampled a song by what artist? And the last question, never have I ever. Since 1946, the United Nations have had nine secretary generals. Countries from four continents have had a citizen serve as secretary general. Aside from Antarctica, what two continents have never had a country to host a secretary general of the United Nations? Okay, let's mull these over and we'll be right back. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. 
but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Okay, me and uh, Neil sat down and we discussed... And we discussed, and he disgusted me, and then we discussed some more. And, and then you uh, got disgusted with each other. And, yeah. and then some blood splattered on the wall, and... Now we have our answers. Yeah. So let's uh, get the questions one more time, and we'll hey, give our These answers. were very difficult ones. <laughs> um, first one was, <laughs> yes, Agua Espanol. What is the only African country to have Spanish as an official language? All right. We actually wagered 20s all the way down. For its proximity to Spain, we think, and the fact that uh, Casablanca is a city in it, we said Morocco. So we wagered 10 on this one, and yeah, we thought maybe given the proximity, we guessed Morocco as well. It was not Morocco. It was a former um, colony um, called Equatorial Guinea. Small little one. Spain didn't have many colonies in Africa, um, and that was one of them. Question number two. uh, Category was mascots. What breed of dog was the first ever Olympic mascot debuting at the 1972 Munich Olympic Games? Hey, Munich's in Germany. Uh, Maybe it was a German Shepherd. 20 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, We wagered 30. Uh, I thought there was also probably a German dog, but I thought they'd want to go with something a little cuddlier to kind of get that image up a little bit. And we thought the dachshund. The answer is Dachshund. Uh, the dog's name was Wel- Waldy, and the marathon route that year was actually in the shape of the dog. <laughs> Those wacky Germans. So yes. I got to hand it to Matt because on this one I was like, so German Shepherd, and Matt's like, okay, hear me out. I got a couple good pulls today. I'm feeling like this clean, smog-filled California air has got me on the right track, and so glad I deferred to him. <laughs> Man. We're in trouble. Yeah, we are. Probably like the guy in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he must have also lost a trivia game by a lot. Happened I don't know what kind of trouble he was in. But, but it was bad. <laughs> Question number three. Uh, this means war. The first Summer Olympics in the United States were held in 1904 in St. Louis. Only 12 nations participated for two reasons. First, the difficulty of traveling to St. Louis and tensions caused by this war between two countries. So uh, preceding uh, World War One, I, I believe it was the Russo-Japanese War. I don't know if it was that early, but I, I hope I hope so, I guess. I'm sorry, I just, I looked over and, and there's no Matt. I, like, like I, I know he's here, but over there. And so, sorry. Very sad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, we wagered 10. Uh, Jeff had very similar reasonings, and he said Russo-Japanese War. Points all around. The answer is the Russo-Japanese War. Nice. Right. Uh, The fourth question, uh, category is sampler. The 1995 song Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio 
sampled a song by what artist? All right, again, for 20 points. Uh, this one was very difficult. Uh, we assumed it was kind of like an old-timey, maybe soul or Motown sort of thing, and we said Supremes. Mm. Uh, we wagered 10 and had a similar idea. I thought maybe it was an old blues kind of guy, so we said B.B. King. The answer is a song from an album called Song in the Key of Life by the wonderful Stevie Wonder. Uh, the song was Pastime Paradise. Yeah. It was also sampled by Amish Paradise when Weird Al did it. Mm-hmm. So, but Naturally. not cleared. I think I've yeah. said this uh, on the show before, but the uh, the song 1, 2, 3, 4, um, I, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, it's called 1, 2, 3, Fantastic 4. Voyage or whatever. Anyway, Coolio. Yeah. Um, in fifth grade, uh, I was part of a duo that did a rap for Dare. And it was 1, 2, 3, 4, Put Your Weapons on the Floor. My mom found it. And uh, there's full audio and dance moves, which you'll not see. But uh, here's a little taste of how that sounded. Why do you have that queued up? How? Yeah, seriously though. <laughs> Did you know that this was going to No, come I up? just I, it was she just showed it to me like 2 days ago, so it was in my oh, that's messages. Oh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. She always has it ready to be played at any point. <laughs> I've been waiting 20 years to show people my dare rap. And question number 5. Category was never have I ever. Since 1946, mm-hmm. the United Nations have had 9 secretary generals. Countries from four continents have had a citizen serve as Secretary General. Aside from Antarctica, what two continents have never had a country host a Secretary General of the United Nations? So for our last uh, 20 points, uh, we thought uh, Australia was uh, maybe one of them. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, North America, since there's not a ton of individual countries. Mm, well, we wagered 20, uh, also going with our friends in s- Australia, and uh, thought maybe it was a different America when South America. The two continents are Australia and North America. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Should have listened to Matt. That's what I've been saying. So, yeah, um, our team shed a little weight in that final round there. Uh, we were bleeding out. Yep. We only bled out 20 points. We're down to 90. We cauterized. Yeah. And uh, the other team washed, actually. So they're staying at 150. They're the cream of the crop. They're eating their hay. They're happy. They're drinking their water. Kind of sad. <laughs> I wanted to do the... You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Matt was on fire today. Yeah, Matt. Matt yeah. was the team. He's well, a I'm monster. Sleeping, I'm sleeping well. It's my yoga lattes. I have my <laughs> kale milkshake. Every his, day, he had his probiotic yogurt. <laughs> yoga latte, yoga that's, oh. a, that's a reference, by the way. Who do you think you are, sir? Isn't that an OC reference? It's possible. I think I'm it just, is. I'm just chilling on good vibes out here. And, you right. know, it's just done wonders for my trivia game. Man. Uh, Nathan, anyone you'd like to uh, give a shout out to? Oh, boy. Um, I think when it comes to trivia, um, my old knowledgeable coach, Mrs. Retrum, um, she really made me a trivia person that I am. And then my, and then um, everybody I played trivia with. Um, I have a team last week that did really well. We won fifty bucks a person, so that was fun. Wow. 
And um, uh, you gotta yeah. find the trivia like that, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason, give us some money. <laughs> yeah, we never get a chance to win money. Yeah, we win all the time, but all we get is oh, like uh, know, we win all French the time, fries. <laughs> I like French fries too, though. That's fair. Yeah, I usually I, like getting third place because you get certificates for like uh, growler or food, and I mm-hmm. I like getting food. So yeah, food is good. Yes. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining us and bringing us that great game. A lot of excellent questions. Uh, didn't pan out for us this time, but we had a great time. And uh, for everybody, uh, starting with Nathan, Matt, and LA, Jeff. Neil and myself, that was Triviality. Yeah, would you rather fight one it? Ted Nugent sized chicken or <laughs> ten <laughs> chicken sized Ted Nugent? <laughs>